it's just too dry out here for me. It's so Sorry, different from fucking North County. All right. <laughs> Shut the Welcome to Around the Cooler, the fantasy football podcast. I'm going to be your host today. Shit, <laughs> dude, I can't even. This is fucking hilarious, dude. This What's is, up? I'm D. I'm Frankie, man. Yo, um, the mic over no, dude, fuck you. You sit there. Yo, you shut you the hell up, troll. Sit under that table. You stupid idiot. So, Deep. Brady is here. Yeah, what's happening here? But uh, Brady's not going to participate in this show today. No, he's not. Because, uh, and you know, we're I'm starting to see a trend coming. Because once again, Brady forgot something. Yep. You know, slightly more important than his kid's milk this time. Mm-hmm. He forgot the cable to his microphone. Which now makes that a fucking paperweight. Yes. <laughs> And uh, since we're new to the podcast industry and we haven't quite figured out to... Uh, to buy extra shit. <laughs> shit or find another way to get him on this episode, his uh, ass is going to sit under the table while we record the rest of this show. So, producer troll. Uh, Frank. Yes. Let's get into the news, bro. Yeah, dude. Let's, um, so, it looks like Dalvin Cook has been retweeting the Jets tweets lately. I don't really have a Twitter, so I don't know how it works, but I know what that means. I'm getting into our Twitter, dude. Yeah, I know. You're doing a good job. No idea how it works, but we like right. doubled our followers in a couple of days. So. Yeah, that's badass. Um, how would you feel if Dalvin became a Jet? Pissed off. <laughs> like, that would, like, that would why, fuck everything. Why would everything. you do that, dude? Yeah. Like, like, fantasy gods. First, you're going to take Brees away from us. And then you're going to shove Dalvin Cook down his throat. And then you're going to shove Dalvin Cook down his throat. Like, God. like what else are you going to do? Are you going to... Br- I'm not even going to say it. I'm not going to put that into the air. I'm not going to touch that I guy. mean, I really wish we could ask Brady what he thinks about this as a Brees owner. As, as a Brees owner. Don't worry, bro. I'm a Brees owner as okay. well. Okay. So you cool. can ask, you can ask yeah, me. Yeah, dude, like, how would you feel if they did sign, like, as a Brees owner in Dynasty? You oh, at least look at me. Shut, shut up. up. <laughs> shut up, troll. <laughs> shut up, troll. <laughs> oh, my God. How would I feel? Yeah. Insanely pissed off, Yeah, dude, I because, think so. And, you know... If you're a dynasty owner, you're playing the long game with Brees. But still, those are, these are like his golden years, you know? Yeah, but, but like, even this year, it may not be. Even this year's kind of a toss-up because he's got the ACL injury. So, yeah, like, if Dalvin's yeah. going to come here, I want to see him come for for one year. That team's trying to win right now. So, it definitely screws him in redraft. Sure. Oh, hell yeah, it Dynasty, does. it's just fucked up. Right. Like, come on. Like, why are you doing that? Yeah. You know, I, I think get we're in it. Teams want to win, blah, blah, blah. But like, Dalvin, you have no business going to the Jets. And dude. the Jets aren't going to win the fucking Super Bowl, dude. Let's be no, real. And the Dalvin not. Cook doesn't put them over the hill. No. Yeah. So, no. <laughs> um, all right. So I think we're in doesn't agreement with Dalvin needle. Cook. Yeah, exactly. It just For causes Dalvin. problems. No, it doesn't move the needle either. Um, Tyreek Hill. Look, yeah, so this is a weird one. This is super weird. Under investigation for possible assault, like apparently he uh, slapped an employee on the back of the head, and the ins- and it was like, so was he? They were trying to board. A They're boat? trying to get on a boat. He's in Miami. Yeah. <laughs> so this is funny, dude. According to CBS Sports, the boat employees told police that Hill said, "I can buy you and your boat." That's so shitty, dude. Followed up with, "I'm number ten with the Miami Dolphins." Like, why are you, like, Yeah, that just tells me how stupid this guy is. Like, as talented as he is, as a football player, right. like, he's just another athlete with too much money, dude, thinking he owns the place. That's, that's what it sounds like. That sucks, man. I feel like Tyreek Hill's in the fucking news every three years for something like this. <sighs> dude, yeah, like, he's always he... whooping somebody's ass. Remember, he, like, hit his kid a few years oh, ago, and gosh, that was a dude. really terrible story. Like, 
I haven't these athletes figured out don't lay your hands on anyone, dude. Yeah. Like can you just stay out of trouble. But Yeah. Yeah. That's like that's like asking a raver to not take Molly at a fucking rave. Right, right. So as a dynasty owner, are you buying or selling him? Or, you know, another question is, would you so, rather have him or Waddle? So this is an interesting question because we haven't really touched on this because he's actually came out and said like he kind of put a cap on his career, right? He said, hey, I'm most likely going to hang him up in 2025. So as a dynasty owner and a contender, I think this is a buy window for him. D- did he come out and say that? He, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. No, he wow. came out and said it. I mean, like, I think this is a buy window for him. Now, if we're talking about, like, this investigation, because I guess whoever he slapped is going to press charges. So yep. I, oh, I'm i not too worried charges. about that because it seems like a lot of the times these things get drag, drug out and it doesn't really affect like the current season. It's more about like the legal, legal process taking place. And then it kind of starts to affect like the following season. So until you hear some news, I'm just going to carry on with Tyree kill, you know, in his normal ADP. Yeah. Um, but with dynasty, I'm going to buy him. I, I mean, think, I think you have a buy window here. If anything, it, it kind of helps his, it kind of lowers his value a little bit knowing right. that, Hey, I'm going to, whoever has him right now, they know they only have him for this many years. Right. Right. So you look at that Tyreek owner, like, are they contending? Are they not contending? And if they're not, I mean, I would go snatch him up. Right. And be like, yo, I'll take this guy off your hands. Cause you're going to get a wide receiver one until he finally hangs him up. Yes. Oh, unquestionably a number one receiver. Now, would I rather have him or Waddle? <sighs> so if with the new, with the news that you just told me of the cap thing, a hundred percent you'd rather want waddle for the you, long game yes it's waddle but i mean i'm i think twice on it sure just because i know what tyreek is and yes waddle yeah. has been good but tyreek is tyreek has been reek and i think if you're trying to win today that's the guy you buy oh 100 percent. right yeah but i don't know interesting yeah that's, that's a, a tough one it's just super weird story um Brady, what are your thoughts? Who gives a fuck about Brady, dude? Got nothing? He's just over here sitting here with his headphones on. Nothing. Sure. Got it. You don't need you don't need to yell, bro. They can't hear you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just sit over there and drink all the Coors Lights out of my fridge, dude. You'll have a great time. So we got a bit of a sentimental crack them this week. We do. So we're gonna crack them, crack them to the New Orleans Saints and Foster Moreau. So Foster Moreau, he's a tight end. Um, kind of a crazy story. So he's now a free agent, or he was a free agent, and he was visiting the Saints on his free agent visit. And the Saints doctor ended up discovering that Foster had a rare form of Hodgkin's lymphoma. And the crazy thing is, dude, like even with that diagnosis, the diagnosis, the next day, the Saints owner, Mickey Loomis, still called him and told him that they're actually still interested in him in him as a player and even more so as a person. And so he actually, even with the cancer diagnosis, they still signed him. Yeah. He ended up there on a three year deal. He's actually from that area and he played his ball at LSU. So this is a, this is a homecoming right. for Foster. And thankfully he, the diagnosis that he got, I guess it's a very slow moving untreatable form of Hodgkin's lymphoma. Oh good. That's really good to hear. And he's actually already completed his treatments. I guess like he, they found this back in like March. He's already completed his treatments 
and he's miraculously been able to take take the field already and he's going to be good to go for training camp it sounds like so kind of a cool story you know you got a you got a guy fighting through cancer and then you got a team that's still kind of willing to you know even with that diagnosis you know they're not kicking him to the curb yeah you know they're still kind of supporting him and whatnot so i want to crack it to them all right let's do it to foster to foster and the saints Foster, Australian for beer. Dude, you want to try this beer? It's super yeah, good. dude. Give it a rip. I think you'll like it. It's so called, what's it uh, called? It's called Kook Slams IPA. It's a West Coast style uh, IPA. I got it from Barron's. Nice Pretty plug tasty. here. Barron's got good beer, dude. Oh, dude, Barron has, Barron's has a great selection. It's just expensive there it's for everything where, else. That's where I get Pliny. Yeah, I saw that there too. I just didn't pick a bottle up of, of it. <sighs> that's nice. That's nice, huh? Yeah, that's a good one. All right, man. Well, I wish Brady was here so then I could ask him what the hell we were doing here today. But um, I guess I'm asking you, D, what are we doing today, bro? So we're going to finish up our running back rankings. That's right. So this Hey, episode, that's right, Brady. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> Yo, settle down, troll. <laughs> Yo, Frank, give me that broom over there, dude. <laughs> Stop poke up under the table. <laughs> hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so Frank and I... We're going to wrap up these running back rankings. So yes. the previous episode, we did we started our top 20. We did 20 to 11. And now we're going to hit the top 10. So number 10 is going to be Tony Pollard. Are you going to get into him here? Or you oh, yeah. To, all right, let's do it. So coming off of the career year, he finished with over 1,000 yards, 9 TDs, 39 catches. He actually ended as the eighth best back in the league for PPR formats. The first half of the season was a little hit or miss, but through weeks 8 through 18, he actually ended up being the fifth best running back in fantasy football. I have a story for you, too. So, like, I'll let you I'll let you go through your thing here, and then I'm going to tell you this fucking story okay. about this player. So, <laughs> and how stupid I am. <laughs> rad, dude. So, as you know, Zeke is gone, which means Tony yeah. Tony's going to be that dude in Dallas. He's going to be that stands. guy. And I think the floor remains high due to his pass catching abilities. Additionally, Dallas's line is finally getting healthy, so it should be its best that it's been in years. That right. line has been very prolific for a really long time, but when you look at the numbers, they actually haven't been as good as we think they've been lately. So um, hopefully, this is the year they turn it around. There are some concerns with him, though. You know, their coach uh, McCarthy is going to be calling the plays in Big D. And I'm not really sure how much of an impact that's going to have on his production, but it's just something to keep in mind because McCarthy is historically pretty stupid. And let's not forget that Pollard hasn't really done anything in this league outside being uh, outside of that monster year. Right. Because he was just basically a backup forever. Pretty much, dude. He was always like the thunder. To, he was always the yeah. lightning to the thunder. Right. Right. Kind of the pass catching back or the more of a gadget player. They'd come in and then like they'd give Zeke a series off and Tony would come in and probably rip off like 30, 40 yards. And you'd be like, yo, who's that guy? I'm like, I don't know. Right. I'm not going to see him again because here comes Zeke again. Yes. Um, but it's going to be interesting, dude. Like, you know, he's going to have the increased workload. There's health, health's a little bit of concerns. I mean, honestly, if he stays the guy and Dallas doesn't bring another back in, like, I like him as a RB1 this year. Just based off of what I saw last year. I mean, I think I mentioned this on a previous pod. He reminds me of Michael Turner. Yes. Not from the running style, but just as from a fantasy football standpoint, you had Michael Turner, who is a very good running back that sat behind LaDamian Tomlinson, yep. who historically was one of the greatest running backs we've seen in fantasy football. 
And Zeke has been a very good running back for a very long time. And you're always wondering, like, who's that guy? Right. You know, not that you're not that, you know, Tomlinson or Zeke were struggling. Well, I guess Zeke actually was starting to struggle near the, near yes, the end he here. Was. But you're always kind of wondering, like, is Tony are they ever gonna give Tony Pollard a shot? And they finally did, and he popped off. Right. And finished as RB1. And now they're telling us he's the guy. So, like I said, I think if they don't bring anybody in, my gut honestly tells me they will, just because I don't know if they think he's going to be the guy that could shoulder 20 touches a game. Yeah, that's hope, a big uh, ask. But I hope they don't, because I think if he's if he stays the guy, like you're looking at a sure surefire RB1 here. Like 10 might be a little low, in my opinion. Right. If they make him the three down back. So let me tell you about this fucking story last year. So I had Tony Pollard in one of my leagues. I think our redraft league. I just had him like for, as a depth piece, right? And I, sw- I shit you not, week seven, I fucking traded Tony Pollard away for Damian Harris. <laughs> for absolutely nothing, dude. Dude, you can't be telling this kind of stories <laughs> on this podcast. And everyone's be like, I'm supposed to listen to this guy for oh, advice, man. dude? It's just... Uh, this guy has no idea what he's doing. It's just like, I remember watching a lot of Dallas games and he just wasn't... He didn't do anything the first half of the season. He doesn't get a lot of touches. Right. So I was like, well, fuck. I, I was like, I like Damian Harris because he had that one year where he was, he had like 15 touchdowns. And so I, it was just depth piece at that point. Had, had I known he was going to be an RB1, I would have kept him, obviously. But from, yeah, from after week eight, he just became an absolute monster. And then you started to see the utilization go his way instead of Zeke's, which I thought was super interesting. Um, another thing I'd be, I'm concerned about is the play calling because. What's his name? Kellen Morgan leaving to the Chargers. He's a phenomenal play caller. And he gave that guy the rock often. I don't know if Mike McCarthy is going to do that. What is concerning is that that guy came out and said that we scored too fast. Yeah. W- what the fuck is that, dude? <laughs> like, what kind of game are you playing, bro? Like- yeah. Like, so what? Now you're going to slow the game down, which means probably a reduction may, might be a reduction in touches or even like a, t- a complete change in philosophy. Well, well, when I hear slow the game down, I think of run the ball. But something tells me, like, I just don't see them being super run heavy with that guy at the helm. I don't either. Like, they're going to bring somebody in or they trust whoever his backup is. Right, right. You know, they did draft that little five-foot running back, but. I mean, it's very likely, like you said, that one of those other free agent running backs, like a Leonard Fournette or, you know, a Dalvin Cook, you know, comes in. Do you take Tony Pollard in the first round and redraft? Ooh, hell no. Not in the first round because if PPR. you take him in the first round, not in PPR, probably the, for sure the second. I mean, I don't want to take Tony Pollard because I don't trust the guy, especially with there not being another back there to kind of preserve him. And mm-hmm. I think that's why he was so good late in the season is because he was fresh. Right. That's not going to be the case next season if they don't bring anybody in. And I bet you more than anything, this would be a candidate, if I'd say, somebody that's going to wear down on this list if with the increase in usage, it'd be him. Brady, um... Look up his, because uh, he broke his leg. So can you just figure January. out January. in January? So figure out how healthy he is. He's healthy. He's ready to go. He's ready mm. to go. Yeah. Okay. Cool. cool. Well, at least Brady's useful for that. Yeah. Shut up, dude. <laughs> Keep hey, it down over hey, there, dude. Hey, sit down. <laughs> all right, Frank, you want to get into your boy? Yeah, dude. Um, Ramondre Stevenson, I think all of us in this room love this guy. He was he was a talent last year. He finished as the RB7 with over 1,000 yards on the ground. Five rushing touchdowns. What I like the most, 69 catches, 421 yards in the air, and one TD. Those are 
impressive numbers from a PPR format. And as a PPR, you know, as our redraft league, we play PPR. This is one of those really good running backs that you know is going to have a high floor if he's going to be getting these types of touches, like five for fifty every 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 game, along to to go along with his running uh, his running production. So the thing is, this team did they had Damian Harris last year, and now they don't. So theoretically, we should see an increase in usage even more than more so than he did last year because I think he only got two hundred and one attempts rushing the ball. So I would expect those numbers to go up. Um. Also, maybe an increase in goal line touchdowns because there is no Damian Harris, and Damian Harris would get all that goal line work. He's so, the guy now. Yeah, so he's the guy. The only concern that I have is always with Patriots running backs is that they just yep. cycle through these guys, and like, there's always this guy that they have brought that nobody's ever heard of that they come that comes from their practice squad and ends up eating into somebody's time as you know, as a fantasy owner of these top end Patriot running backs, like. I think the last time we had a stable Patriots running back was uh, the law firm. What was his name? Ben Jarvis. Ben Jarvis, Jarvis Green Ellis. That was probably the last one. Thanks, Brady. Sorry, bro. <laughs> Keep it down over Sorry, there. But like, I, I, see, I seriously think that's the last time we had a consistent, trustworthy fantasy running back from a Patriots standpoint. Dude, I think... So that's my concern with that. I don't know. The nice thing with Ramondre, too, is... He seemed like he took that backfield over because like I see I hear you and I completely agree, but it seemed like for the first time in a while, like somebody won over Bill Belichick. Okay. And I think it was Ramondre. Yeah. You know, Damien Harris did deal with some injuries, but even when Harris came back healthy, like that guy was still getting majority of the snaps. Like I'm just looking at it here, dude, 90%, 86%, 77%, like late in the season, dude, 98% of the snaps against Buffalo like 91% of the snaps against Cincinnati. So like they really turned to him. And I think that's because I don't, I feel like they don't have that depth piece behind them, especially now, you know, you're looking at Pierre strong. I think Kevin Harris and like, those are the only two names that are ringing a bell. Like this is going to be his backfield again. The hard part is like any team that has one back right now is a potential landing spot for one of these shitheads that are going to come in and just fuck everything up from a fantasy football standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, you know, as much as Dalvin was tweeting to the Jets, apparently he's tweeting to the Patriots too. Oh, so it's yeah. like, come Damn. on, man. Don't do that to Ramondre. But, dude, I've been a fan of this guy from like week one in the preseason of his rookie year. I spotted this guy freaking two miles away because he was a monster in the preseason. And I'm like, and it was just translating, dude. Like this guy right. runs hard. He's fast. He's, I think he hit like a 95-yard run in the preseason. Damn. Like that rookie year. But... You know, and then finally, and then I was trying to buy pieces of him because I thought this would be the, I thought last season was the year, which it was. You know, he ended up as RB7 last year. And he, who knew he could catch the ball so well? He kind of took over that backfield. The only concern that I saw is that he started to slow down. Right. At the end of the year. Like those top 10 finishes started going away. He had a couple, he had a handful of duds, dude. Like Championship Sunday, RB41. You know, and it's just like RB fifty. He just kind of stopped scoring. 51. You know, Oof. eight eight attempts, forty two yards. Like yeah, and you're if you you're, know, sta- you're just, like if you had this guy and you started him in your playoffs, he was RB fifty one, first week of playoffs, RB five the second week, and then RB fifty eight championship weekend. Oh God, he's not a first round back for me. I agree, but you know, I think you could take him with confidence in the second round. You know, but. But this is one of those guys too. Like, 
he was drafted in the seventh, eighth, ninth, ninth round last year. Yes, and he was you know? winning, winning, and he was winning leagues yeah. because of that. You know, you got to find that diamond because that's pro- that was probably people's flex, dude. The third running back. Yeah, yeah, Damn. he was mine. I had him. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's that's Ramondre, man. Um, I think we're in agreement. The upside's there. It's just a concern about the play, the play calling, and if he's going to get the time. I think I think with Bill O'Brien coming in, it's going to be a much more streamlined offense. The Patriots are going to win more games. They're going to look like a real NFL offense again. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Okay. So, and I, and like I said, they haven't added any, anybody yet. So if they go into Week One with just Ramondre, this guy's going to eat. Oh, 100 percent. I would love that. Yeah. Just don't fumble. Ooh, you fumble. Bill Belichick put your ass on the pine, baby. Um, let's get into the next one. Coming in number eight, Jonathan Taylor. JT came into the la- last year as the consensus overall number one fantasy running back. He was getting drafted as RB1, you know, and that was after his massive campaign of 1,800 yards, 18 touchdowns on the ground, 40 catches, 360 yards through the air, and two, t- two touchdowns. Week one, he looked like himself. I'm a I'm a Jonathan Taylor owner in Dynasty, and week one I was like, hell yeah, this Here guy's go. gonna go again. Here we go again. He, had, yep. he put up 150 something yards, two touchdowns. Had had a 30 burger. I was like, this guy's gonna do it. And then, and then, the, then the wheels, wheels came off. Absolutely <laughs> came off. <laughs> he ended up with the. I think he sprained his ankle, and then it was just a disaster after that. Like he looked like sack. And then the and then the Colts offensive line unraveled. And then. Carson Wentz unraveled, and then the receivers started dropping the ball. Whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait! Carson Wentz wasn't on the team. Or um, <laughs> not Carson Wentz? What's his name? Matt Ryan. Matt dude. Ryan. <laughs> this is the same damn. It's the same damn player. But yeah, Matt Ryan. Same damn player. Same damn player. Um, oh man. Yeah, but like the whole team was terrible, dude. So bad. Like I was. I watch a lot of Colts. <laughs> so games. bad they drafted a quarterback this year. Yeah. So that's a that's a positive though. Young run, young uh, quarterbacks. They like to run, lean on the run game. So, is it a positive when the quarterback can only run himself? <laughs> oh man, yeah. I hope he, man. Yeah, that's gonna be, that's gonna be rough. Yeah. This. Um, I expect Jonathan Taylor to rebound, hundred percent. We, he, I mean, we have him here consensusly as our number eight, and he's going off the board. I think earlier than this. I think this is a good spot for him, but he has the upside to be the number one running back in fantasy because he's already done it. So, yes. The question is, can he stay healthy? Because he did have a high ankle sprain at the end of the year that they shut him down for, which is always a concern, and those always linger. And they always seem to come back after a player gets one. Look at Kirsten McCaffrey. I think he's had like three high ankle sprains. Yep, two ankles, three hang- three high ankle sprains. <laughs> 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 three hangover. <laughs> three. Wow. Three. So, yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of what ifs here. The line needs to get get it together. The quarterback play has to be consistent. They got to feed him the ball, and Jonathan Taylor needs to stay healthy. Yes, but the upside is there because he is a bona fide three down running back, and we have seen what he can do. And I think he's still young enough that he can get back to that level of production. I think the range of outcomes for Jonathan Taylor is probably some of the widest of these guys on the list. Oh because yeah, because we've already seen the ceiling. We've seen the the top number one overall. Like we know what he can do. And then we kind of saw a little bit of like the injuries and stuff last year. But what scares me the most is this new coach, this new team, this new quarterback. And like, is that going to just completely torpedo this three down running back that we know and love? 
because now you bring in AR-15, assuming he wins the job. Yep. And the guy already had his struggles throwing the ball in college. I don't ima- I don't think he's just going to come to the NFL and start throwing like an NFL competent NFL level no, quarterback. Agree. So he's going to run the ball because that's his strength. And he's also bigger and may probably faster than Jonathan Taylor. So who's getting the ball at the goal line? Like, is that going to go to Jonathan Taylor? Or is that going to go to him? Right. And then the other concern that I have is Shane Steichen, the head coach coming from Philly, who historically does not run with just one running back. They yep. run with 15 to 20 running backs. So like, and then you see the injuries that he, he was dealing with last year. Are they going to look to him and be like, yo, we're going to kind of protect this guy a little bit and make him be the first first and second down back and then lean into, I think, Evan Hole, who they just drafted a little bit more. I think Zach Moss is still on the team. Ugh, that you know, guy sucks. The fact that I remember that guy, yeah, I'm, pat, I'm literally patting myself on the back right now. <laughs> Zach Moss. But, yeah, dude, I think, but I still believe in the talent, which I think is why we still have him here in the top ten. Because... He's still likely going to run for a thousand yards. He's strong enough to push a pile. He could very easily reach ten touchdowns this year, and that's going to put him in RB one territory. Yeah, and he could catch the ball when called upon. But he's not a guy that I'm grabbing in a lot of my drafts because there's just there's just a handful of red flags there. I think if I could get Jonathan Taylor at the end of the first round, that's an absolute fucking steal. Hmm. Okay. Well, let me think of some names here. So, would you take? Jonathan Taylor or Tyree Kill? At the end of the first, I'd probably take Jonathan Taylor because I know the upside is there. It is a risk for sure. Taylor or Diggs? Still still Jonathan Taylor because he's a running back. So you have the 10th pick, Taylor or Kelsey? (sighs) I think I I go... I'm going Kelsey. I think I still go running back because I like that value to be able to get Jonathan Taylor who might who could put up big numbers at the running back position, a premium position in fantasy at 10 100%. But wow. I do see the argument for Travis Kelsey. He's a set it and forget it the entire season. Mhm. And I tried to play it safe with my first round pick. Yeah, exactly, like we said. I learned my lesson when I took Clyde Edwards earlier a few <sighs> years back. <laughs> like we said we've said on the show many many times like you don't win your fucking fantasy league in the first round, but you sure as you fucking sure as lose fu- it. You sure as fucking lose it. <laughs> so, um yeah, I just okay. So let's let's talk about this. Let's ask Brady. Nah, how about not? <laughs> so Brady, about, what would you do? Yeah, sorry, how bro. About, bro, how about, plug your mic in. They can't hear you. <laughs> I just want a Gramucci shave. <laughs> how about um? So ten, you're taking Travis Kelsey. How about eleven? Eleven? Yeah, I would take him at eleven. Yeah. See, so like, I think if you could land him there, that's great value. But I, he's. I mean, a lot of mock drafts, he's going top eight. If I think if you could get him eight, that's still kind of a steal. But that's when you're like, shit, this is kind of risky. I'm just trying to map out in my head, like, who else is there. Right. Because right now, dude, like, he's not really on my board because of all the concerns. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like, okay, let's say he, let's say if I'm 12, like, oh, I'm taking him on the turn. Yes. You know, or 11. Like, he might not be my first pick, but he'll be my second. Yes. You know, but... Hey Brady, can you pull up the um you know, you're mocking right now, right? Like give us like the first give us yeah. like the end of the first round. But uh 
Oops. So as he gets back, as he looks at he's us, he's not even. He's not <laughs> doing anything over there, dude. He's just reading this. He's probably just typing his name fifty yeah. times over on the same uh, word. Back, doc. back into the first, dude. Back into the first. That's where he's going. Yeah, for sure. I, and I think that's great value. Yeah, that's where he belongs. And if he if he slides into the second for some reason, you're gonna snatch him up in a heartbeat. Let's talk about another. Here's another risky back. Another risky back. You want you want this guy? Yeah, I got him. All right. King Henry, Derrick Henry, number Checking seven. Out seven. Yep. So he did have a slow start last season, but then at the end of the day, he still showed us why he's the king. Yes. He still finished as the RB4 overall. This dude, even though he's, like, what, 40 years old now? He could <laughs> In still, running back years, yes. He can still ball with the best of them. Um, given Tennessee's offensive philosophy and the lack of offensive weapons outside of Henry, I don't think much is going to change this year. And I do my, but the main concern is obviously it's his age, right? Yes, he's you know, twenty nine. He's he's the anomaly. He's way past the cliff, and he's still doing what. He, and the fact that he's still doing what he's doing is it's amazing. But he's gonna hit the cliff at some point, right? Right. Like this guy can only take so many hits before his body starts to break down. Let's not forget, Tennessee actually did move up to draft a rookie in Tajay Spears. Yes, who we all did like. I think me more than anyone. So you might start to see a decrease in that workload. They may have found the back to spell him finally. And I think this might be the drop off year. I think so too. Yeah. I think, I mean, I still, I think he could still finish an RB one, but I don't think he's going to be in the top five this year. You know, he's still better than 85, 90% of the backs in this league. But with that said, like, I think he's just more of a low end RB one this year. Yeah. Versus what we've seen in the past, dude. Like, yeah, so I, I can vibe with that. I drafted him last year in our redraft, and that was the first time I took a non-pass catching back in the first round. And that was a huge risk because he was coming off the broken foot. Yep, and he was coming off the broken foot. And I was like, you know what? This year, I'm gonna if I get a chance, I want to draft King Henry because I've seen what he does. And historically, he's a bruiser, man. He can he can run for 300 yards on a clip on yeah. any given day. Has he done it? Um, I think he's gotten like, let's see. I think he Brady, has. can you check that? Thanks, Brady. Shut up. Derrick Henry is going 11th overall in redraft right now. Hmm. Okay. okay. 11th overall so in redraft. Going over him, Eckler, well, there you Matthew, go, bro. Bijan, Jonathan Taylor, Derek or Jonathan Taylor. So we got him right. Ooh. We, we have Henry I, ranked higher. Jonathan Taylor. I think I take Even Jonathan though we have Taylor. Henry ranked higher? I have Jonathan Taylor ranked on my board. I think. Let me see. I could bring it up. And b- by the way. King Henry has had a 250 yard game. Okay. So he's 250 yard, and he's, then he had. I think a t- he's hit 200 multiple times. He's had 238. Yeah, and he's had 211. He's slow down. So that's that's guy. what I'm talking about. Like that that's the type of game he brings. Yes, he's not going to catch balls like Christian McCaffrey or Austin Eckler, but he's going to run for three 200 yards, a couple touchdowns, so and get this, his 30 burger. So ultimately, this guy's old as balls. Yes. He's way he's way past his prime in running back years. But he's still doing it, and we think he's going to do it again. But he's going to have the age is going to catch up to him. I mean, I'm comfortable drafting him at the at the end of the first round. Yes, but I just don't know if he's got another top five fantasy running top five fantasy finish in him. I agree. So I'm looking at our rankings here. I have so I have Derrick Henry eight, and I have Taylor six. You have Taylor ten, and you have Derrick Henry seven. 
So, yeah, we're we're all all over the board with these two running backs. Brady has Taylor 8 and Derrick Henry 5. So Brady's super high on Derrick Henry. He's the highest on him. Yeah, and that's okay. – I don't know if I like, – again, I, I think I'm more of your thought, man. I think this is the year that we see the drop-off of Derrick Henry and start – and we probably see some increase in Tajay's Well, there's beard. multiple factors, dude. Like, that team's going to – I mean, that team's going to be bad. Like, they're one of those teams where, like, why are you always kind of yeah. so good? I mean, I guess, like, they play – Good defense, and they're really good at running the and ball. And they run the ball, right. Right? But, I mean, you don't have a quarterback, right? It's either Will Levis or Ryan Tannehill, and that guy's got nothing left. All right. He's on the Matt, he's on the Matt Ryan trajectory, in my opinion. Speaking of which, I've heard, I heard that um, Malik Willis was impressing in camp. I was actually going to text you. I heard, you I heard Will Levis looks terrible. Does he? Yeah. Shit. Is Malik no, Willis going to no, win the two abs- job? Absolutely not. Se- <laughs> absolutely not. <laughs> Yeah, but I, yeah, interesting tidbit. I read that, and because we were sh- <laughs> with all we due sh- respects, Mr. Willis, I know you're listening. Yeah, like we just shit all over that guy in the preseason, <laughs> and he's looking decent in camp. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I think that team's gonna be a mess, dude. I think yeah. they're drafting a quarterback again. Ah, uh, no, they probably won't draft a quarterback next year. But Couple years. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. If I'm a betting man, Will Levis ain't gonna pan out. Really? Yeah, that's damn my, my humble opinion. You heard it here first, listeners. Will Levis a bust. Yeah. Put that on the truth board. <laughs> But Derrick Henry, he's yeah. our he's our number number seven back. Number seven, and we end of the first. End of first for value. End of first. Yes, that's great. I'd be pretty pumped there, considering I took Derrick Henry at four last year. And if you're a new listener for us, we all of our numbers, all of our stats are PPR. Yep, PPR. So, so including the rankings. All right, let's get into our number six, Nick Chubb. Finished as the RB6 in our PPR last year. Had over 1,500 yards on the ground, 12 touchdowns, 27 catches, and one touchdown in the air. All of this damage with the now-gone, departed free agent that is Kareem Hunt. So the backfield is his. Deshaun Watson is coming in with another, you know, he came at the end of last year, but now he's coming in and this offense is going to be built around him. So... I would tend to think that there's going to be more. They should be able to get the ball downfield more, but also it should open things up for Nick Chubb to rush. So he may be seeing even more daylight than he did last year. One concern. Nick Chubb wore down at the end of last year. Now that Kareem Hunt is not there, my concern is, is he going to wear down faster? Or are they going to bring in another guy? Or is is this a situation in which they bring in like one of those Leonard Fordettes, Dalvin Cook, and then that eats into his time? <sighs> yeah. I'm just saying because he's a free agent. He's the free agent running backs like Leonard Fournette's, the Dalvin Cooks, the Zeke's, like those guys. Who are you talking to, bro? I don't know. This <laughs> troll over here. <laughs> oh, my God. God damn it. He got you. He got us, dude. He got us. Hey, <laughs> keep, right. it keep it down over there. Keep it down over there. Well, they got Jerome Ford. Yeah, so that's right. I, th- I think that back that Kareem Hunt role is going to be his to lose. I mean, dude, Nick is one of those. Nick's one of those cases where he's just he's so much better of a real life running back than he is a fantasy football running back. Yeah, everybody which around says the league a says lot that because him. he's a very good fantasy football <laughs> running back. Like, it's one of those things. Like every year, like this guy is the start of the year, dude. He's on pace, right? Top three back. He'll he'll probably be number one, number two for a while. And then he just slowly mm-hmm. kind of slows down. Wears down. It's going to be interesting because 
the team is building around Deshaun Watson. And I know there, there's going to be a change of philosophy where they want to start slinging the rock around. So, I mean, I feel like even though Nick might get a little bit less touches, like I, I agree with you where I feel like the offense is going to open up and give him more opportunities. Um, I think he's in a great spot, dude. I mean, honestly, like he's, I mean, yeah, we're talking about Jerome Ford a little bit, but Nick's the guy there. Oh, yeah, 100%. So he's going to get the goal line touches. That offense should run through him. You know, it's just a matter if, like, if he could just hang in there for the whole year. Like, yeah, he's due, dude. I think this could be the year he finally cracks into the top three, possibly. Cause listen, listen to these weekly finishes, man. This fucking, this is scary. Week 13, RB35. Week 14, RB29. Week 15, RB36. Week 16, RB23. Week 17, RB20. This is a player that you were drafting in your second round last year, and this guy absolutely fucked you in the playoffs. Yeah, so maybe maybe saying that this is the year he gets into the top three is a little rich. <laughs> <laughs> and six yeah. is exactly where he should be. <laughs> it's like we've he's he's pretty high on our board, man. And he like just, I he, get he's it. Just a, he's just such a good running back. Yeah. Like I watch him run. Like he's big, he's fast, he's yep. elusive. He could run you over. He'll jump over you. Like, like how does that not guy not get thirty touches a game? Well, I get it now because he can't handle that workload. Exactly. So, oh, that's unfortunate because that caps his ceiling, dude. Honestly, like it definitely here does. I'm thinking like you know what? Like we don't give Nick Chubb enough respect, but like after hearing that, it's like you know what, dude? Like maybe you're just not built for a three down roll. Yeah. And you're just a really good, you're a really good one. In, in a two-back system. You know, I'm looking at our rankings, dude, and it's weird. Like, the bottom half of our top 10 all have red flags. But, like, because, like, dude, like, Nick's the number six running back. He doesn't go in the first round. Yeah, I know. But right? it's just like, like, damn. Like, you can you can make an argument for any of these running backs on the back half of our rankings that they could be higher or they could be lower. Like, mm-hmm. and it would make feasible sense. We're kind of nitpicking them a little bit, yeah, too. Because, like, like, all these guys are consistently great. Yep. For the most part. Like, they've been doing it. Like, there's not a lot. I mean, minus, like, a, a one or two guys here. Like, a lot of these guys have been top ten right, for a while. You know, we're really not rewriting the books. If anything, we're just trying to give our input for what we think is going to happen this year. True. You know, but. Yeah, Nick Chubb is in the, the curious case of Nick Chubb. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I think so. I think he was he was a really good number two for you, right? Yes, I had him, and I, and that's exactly and I him in the that's exactly round. what I love. I mean, I'm comfortable with him being a one. Like he, I don't. Uh, Brady, check his ADP for us. Cool, thanks, bro. Um, <laughs> but it seems like to me, like you don't really see him go in the first round a lot. And if he does, right. he's going like in the 12th turn, mm-hmm. the 12, 13 turn, right? Which I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable him being my top back. But if I have another back to to pair with him, okay. So he's holding up his Set. fingers. Sixth. So he's going number Sixth. six. Shit. Yeah. Like so the number six running back, or he's going. Four, you fucking dumb <laughs> Okay. All right. So apparently, if you hold up a two and you hold up a four, that means he's going in the second round. Yeah. So, like we said. Yeah. He's not round. going in the first. Right. So if you pair him with another strong running back, like that's not bad. You're gonna lock up. That's your what I did field. last year. I did Derrick Henry and then Nick Chubb in the second, and that was nice. Yeah. For the first half of the year, until the damn playoffs came. And then he fucked me. Yeah. Make sure you have that insurance. God, that was that was rough. And it's like you have to continue to start that guy because it's like you, you you know it's you're just praying he gets back to himself. Right. That and that's the tough thing. So screwed you, dude. Torpedoed your team. Yeah. I mean that's that's just shit. This is this is the life of fantasy. 
Let's get into your boy, dude. Josh Jacobs is our number five running back. I need you to gas this guy up and tell me where you drafted him and how he oh, won you a league. Like, I just want to hear it all, dude. Buckle up. Let's do it. All right. Shut up, Brady. <laughs> so, the verdict on this guy in the fantasy community, it, he's just, I think everyone's kind of felt he's just, he's been good and he hasn't been great. Yes. Right. He's, and the funny thing is, like, he's been an inconsistent, low end. RB1 that just can't stay healthy, right? And then right. came the breakout. Dun, dun, dun. And this guy looked like a man possessed. And I'm going to go out and say, like, he was my fantasy MVP because this was the guy, like, that was winning you leagues, right? Like, yeah. we left we left him for dead, right? Because, like, the years before that, he was kind of in the Nick always. Chubb area. He's getting drafted in, like, end of the first, second round. And then he was always get, missing time. You always, always miss time. Guy, missing yep. games. Two touchdowns, one game. Mm-hmm. Then we'll go three games, and we won't do shit. Yeah. And then we'll get hurt, right? But last, so we left him for dead. That guy was in the fantasy dead zone. Josh Jacobs from Alabama. Fifth, sixth. Good job, Frank. You like that? <laughs> <laughs> You're getting <laughs> you better, off, bro. <laughs> You're getting better. Uh, but last year, that guy's getting drafted in the fifth, sixth. Yes. I've seen some drafts where he's going in the seventh round. We left him for dead, and in the end of the day, you ended up with a top five fantasy football running back this Nasty. guy was insane last year he was running like a man possessed actually more like a man that's trying to get paid right <laughs> <laughs> don't worry brother you're gonna be waiting because the raiders ain't paying you ain't, yeah <laughs> it's a bad time to be a running back bro <laughs> seriously but dude listen, listen dude 1600 rushing yards he oh, led the league love that was, that's more than derrick henry yep 12 touchdowns he actually caught over fifty balls. That I did not know, that's and that's something we've always been awesome. clamoring for. Like, yes, dude, because he, he, he caught balls in college. He like, did. You know, you're telling us he's a three down, do it all back. Like, throw him the goddamn ball, John Gruden. Right. But um, so he caught over fifty balls. Like he looked like the guy he was supposed to be when the Raiders took him in the first round of the NFL draft. Yes. And you know, I initially I think there were some worries, you know, that he might slowly get worked out of the offense, and this is kind of going back to last season in the preseason. Because you got the new head coach, Josh McDaniels. Like, I have no idea what your star running back is yeah. doing in the preseason. Playing in the uh, Hall, Hall of Fame, Fame game. game right? Into the second They're talking quarter. about making him return kicks. Like, they're talking about him as if he's going to be the third. He was the that. third string running back. Ugh. You know, they added Abdullah. They added Bolden from the Patriots. They drafted Zamir White. None of that freaking mattered because the complete opposite happened. McDaniels doubled down on him. He gave him the most touches he's ever seen in his career. He had ended up with 340 touches. God damn. He became the true three down back that all of us fantasy football players love to see. And he stayed healthy. And ultimately, like the, we saw what Josh Jacobs can truly do. Now, at the end of the day, I think that season is going to be the highlight of his career. You know, I think we saw the ceiling with him. The number of touches, the offense, everything was working for him i expect a slight regression right and especially it's it's to be expected when you see a guy hit career highs across the board when lamar jackson did what he did a few years back nobody went out there and said he's going to do it again and he's going to be even better all of us fantasy football players and analysts said you know what he might get close but he's going to do a little less so we expect the regression for josh jacobs but even with that regression i still think he's going to run wild again and which is why we have him at number five yeah it's Devontae Adams and him. I know, bro. man. That's it. You know, and but Mike, Jimmy G is a downgrade 
at oh, quarterback. Massive. Right? But I still think he's going to get the checkdowns. He's definitely going to get the goal line touches. I think the offensive line hasn't changed. Most of the weapons are kind of the same. I mean, Dar- they lost Darren Waller, but he was not he was gone for most of the year anyways. So there's a little bit of a contract situation going on. I expect him to suit up for the Raiders for one more year and then move on to find another team. So this is – I. If that happens, this is probably the last year that Josh Jacobs has relevancy because I, I can't remember a team or a time in which a running back had fan had success from a fantasy perspective, left their team and went to another team and had success. I'm not touching running backs on their second contract after they're moving teams. A hundred percent, dude. Um, Josh Jacobs Jacobs was an absolute monster because, like you were saying, this is the guy that you found in the fifth round that nobody else wanted. He was and a he diamond. Ended up being a top five running back. So perfect example, rushing. dude. Perfect example, right? I had the second pick in our redraft league. Yep. So I took Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. I filled out the rest of my roster, and then I took Josh Jacobs in the fifth round. And I ended up with, I think, the number two and the number three fantasy football running back. Yep. And where did that get you? Freaking, I was sitting on the boat, dude. <laughs> A yeah. trip to Cancun early to like trip, everybody yeah. else. Trip to Cancun because my freaking team fell apart, dude. Oh, my God. That's no, that's for another pod. We need to make an episode on yeah, it's called failed seasons. It's called a 30 for 30, the greatest fantasy football team the world's ever seen that never won never yeah. won a championship. Seriously. God. God that that bumped me, me out. So. And and it was Brian who beat you, right? Oh, even worse, even dude. Even worse. Guy can't even read. And Guy can't even read. <laughs> can't even read. <laughs> you should have seen the grimace on my face, dude, after oh. <laughs> After he beat me. Should we tell the listeners about this inside joke? We gotta tell the fucking story. Oh my god. All right. So Brian, if you don't know Brian, he's our resident Asian gambler. Yeah. You know, and the guy, you know, he we've been playing fancy football with him for a long time. He's in our dynasty league. We know we shit on him a lot, but he deserves it because despite being, you know, a functioning adult male, he just he just can't read. Like, I don't know <laughs> he, that can't fucking, he can't read and there's been multiple times where like we've been out with him and he's like ordering off a menu and he just can't pronounce he just can't he, he tried to oh, order man. a beer called dragon's tooth oh that was the, it was the dragon's tooth stat we're all like a big group of our friends are together this was bad and he goes to the waitress like i'll t- can i take the dragon's tooth uh stout please and she just dragon's looked, tooth and I she think just yeah yeah he said sorry dragon's yeah can i can i take like the dragon's <laughs> we can't even say it right. Yeah, dude. we can't even. Can say I take? It. Can I take the dragon stooth? There you go, stout. And everybody just about lost it, dude. <laughs> oh my god! And then there was the the time at Christmas when we were playing catchphrase, and the and the word was <laughs> the word he was he was uh, it was yeah he was saying um, he was trying to desc- he was trying to describe chicken flight, right? <laughs> and that's what he thought the word said. And like nobody's getting it, and then they ended up <laughs> failing, and it ended up being chicken fight, <laughs> which yeah, I that was not too dude. bad. But like, um, oh my god, because he's sitting there doing the chicken dance, and then like, oh man, it was so funny. We all laughed for thirty five minutes, <laughs> which leads us to is his probably one of his most egregious happenings, which yeah. just happened, <laughs> you know. And we've been all been friends for a long time. Like our wives are all friends, so like, n- like nothing, nothing goes on. <laughs> Like, you know, no stone goes unturned with yeah. this group. So apparently they're at McDonald's and McDonald's is having some promo for that giant purple guy yeah. named Grimace, right? Okay. So apparently they're in the drive-thru 
and he told his wife to order what did he call it? The Grimache? The Grimache? Yeah, give Drink. me give me the Grimache Sunday, please. <laughs> and she's like, What did you say? And he's like <laughs> The Grimache Sunday. And, oh he's, and, and he's like looking at her like like are Dead you, serious. Are you stupid? Can you read Brittany? <laughs> give me the Grimache. You know, the one with the purple guy? And she goes, You mean the Grimace Sunday? Oh man. Dude, so bad. Even his one-year-old son's making fun of him in the backseat. Oh, dude. man. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, Brian. Oh, man. We gotta love him, though. Gotta love him. God, dude. We just hate him in many facets of life. Yeah. Specifically fantasy. But yeah, yo, he's the worst. The worst trainer, The worst dude. one, dude. The wor- I, wonder if, like, I wonder if like him not being able to read like actually affects like, like the way he tries to the trade with people. The way he drafts. The way he drafts, the way he trades with people. He's just overall lifestyle. Oh Maybe that's God. why he plays so much poker. He's like, dude, you he's, guys, only, he's only got numbers, dude. I got Dalvin Cook. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Cook, Brian? <laughs> uh, no, he didn't say that. But yeah, oh that's just God, the dude. type of shit that he says, dude. <laughs> let, me, let me pull up his team real quick. Dude. I could do this all day. Okay, so his quarterback is Justine Hebear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh, dude. Let's see. Niji Harris. There's no way he can pronounce J- oh, Jameer. Oh, there's no way. There's no way. Let's see. Mikel Williams. Ray Shude Beatman. <laughs> Dallas Godare. <laughs> oh, you know what, though? I do. I Sometimes I, I screw up Goddard's name. Here's a tough Goddard, one. right? Yeah. Aj Dillon. Oh, man. <laughs> you know he's saying Aj, Aj Dillon. It's Dillon. an AJ, bro. Oh, 100%. This one's 100%. pretty easy. Daniel Jones. You should be able to get that one. And then Delace Kabuis. Gosh, dude. <sighs> Sorry. Yeah, we got off track yeah, there. Yeah, uh, we did. What that we was on? a good one. Oh, your boy Saquon, bro. Get him. All right. Oh, man. I love me some Saquon. Okay. So, checking in number four around the coolers, Saquon Barkley. He, so he, he came out his rookie season and absolutely destroyed the whole league. Everybody was like, damn, this is this is the guy. This is the guy that's going to be leading. Seems like a long time ago. I know, right? It feels like he's been in the league for so long because he has. Because since that rookie season, he didn't do shit. And then last year, he came back. That They bring, they bring in Dabble. They change the offensive scheme. <laughs> it's Dable. Dable, Dabble, whatever. God damn it, I Brian. can't read either. <laughs> <laughs> he's infecting us, dude. <laughs> Brian Dable. Anyways, I got, at least I got the coach right this time. I didn't screw it up like I did earlier with Carson Wentz and Matt Ryan. <laughs> I just thought you said it wrong. Oh, man. Dude, this show, this is going to be our worst episode. Brady oh. not, is not here without a fucking mic. I've said things so wrong all over this podcast. God, we got to keep pushing through, though. Oh, my God. Oh, this is hilarious. You got to push you for the 30 listeners we um, have now. Okay, so... Saquon Barkley last year was going in like the second round. And in looking back now, that was absolutely disgusting value. I drafted Saquon in my work redraft league in the second round, and I paired him taking, and I was the seventh pick in that league. I took Justin Jefferson seventh, Saquon in the second, and love then Josh stack. Allen in the third. Oh my that God, led me to that a 10-0 record before Josh Allen unraveled. But like, that's the type of shit that that's where Saquon was going last year and winning people leagues because he was so productive. He came back. Not this year. <laughs> but now he's getting drafted 
where he's, he's, he's everybody's back. yeah he's back up there so oh man last year he finished as rb5 looked super good looked just like his rookie year but there's a lot of concerns with saquon he's complaining about money as are many running backs that we know um, don't leave you on us bro please come to work yeah and God, you have a they job come to brought work. over darren waller which is a pass catching tight end not a blocking tight end and so where saquon barkley is getting drafted this is the if I if I had to pick a, a running back off this list that can lose you your league, this is the guy. If you draft him early, and he fails to live up to expectations, you're gonna lose a lot of games. Are you that worried about him, dude? I'm worried about Saquon hey, Barkley. Brady? <laughs> sure. that, I mean, that's a bold take. Bro. I mean, I, it's just that this is I think the biggest risk of all this list because he's our four and he's getting. Even and, if he plays? I think mm-hmm. I think so. He's so high. I think he's a risk because he's so high on exactly. our boards. But honestly, those risks don't bother me that much. Like Darren Waller didn't do shit last year. He didn't. He was. He's smart. old, dude. And I think this is more. I think this his name carries more than his production. He hasn't done much the last couple of years, and it's not like he's got some super prolific quarterback that's gonna be like, oh, I have a new weapon who's just gonna feed this guy. No, like, that's true. Like he's still the best player on that team, Brian. Dable knows that <laughs> and he's going to continue to feed him. Yeah. You know, if anything, this team overperformed last year and now I think the schedule is going to get harder. Sure. You know, so, but I still, I'm still comfortable with him being a top five back. This you think year. You, you think he can finish top five still? I, I think still so think, too. I, but I, I don't see a world where he finishes a number one. No, definitely Like I not. think, I think we've seen his ceiling. You know, which in that that rookie, that rookie year was what three, four seasons ago. Yeah, it was a long time. Different team, different coach, different offense. You know, and a lot of people know what he can do now. So, and Daniel Jones, unfortunately, was knife and knife and touches touchdowns from him. And you know, Daniel Jones is going to use use his feet. So it's impressive that you know Jones could finish so well, and at the same time, Saquon could finish so well. Yes, but I see a world where he just does what he did last year. Honestly. You're not going to get that second round value. Yeah, you're, you're definitely g- not going to get gonna, that second round value. He's going to be sitting there for you at four, five, and six. That's that's. You're going to be sitting with the fourth and fifth pick, and you're going to figure out. You have to wonder if you're going to take Justin Jefferson or Saquon Barkley. Who do you take, Jefferson or Saquon? Man, that is tough, dude. I think I. I traditionally I, take running backs. Same. But, but there's an Jefferson's argument for Jefferson, a beast, dude. He's a. I'm going to take Jefferson. You think so, huh? Yeah. 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 Shit. I think uh, I probably use my entire time before choosing, and then I end up probably taking Jefferson because I <laughs> took him last year. And also, like, I I definitely think Saquon is a is in for a year of a regression. Like like you just said, it's been three four years since his rookie season. He's he's been in this league for a while. There's a lot of tread on those tires. I don't see him pr- putting up the same numbers he had last year. And I think I think he's high on this list. Okay. Ooh, but what the fuck do I know? I can't even say Dable right. <laughs> uh, oh gosh. I well, love Saquon Barkley, but I just I have this weird feeling about him this year. Yeah. And with his quarterback Carson Wentz, dude, you never know oh, what's gonna fuck. happen. You never know what's happening over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh my god. This is gonna be a good episode. Oh, it's going off the radio. Yeah, this is this, this you know what I love though? I love that Saquon is four and he's basically the intro to our number three guy. Because no. I I look at this guy and I'm like, this is the most touted rookie running back since Saquon Barkley. Yes, it is. Checking in number three, Bijan Robinson. I know all twenty of you listeners are wondering where we had this guy. So 
This is okay. So this is going to be the only. This is probably going to be his best year. Like similar to Saquon, when he came out, he had that absolutely monster rookie season. I think this is what we're going to have out of Bijan Robinson this year. He's coming in. He's getting. He got drafted. Going to Atlanta. What do they want to do there, Brady? That's right. Shut up. Run the ball. <laughs> They're going to run the ball there. Like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> hey, hey, you, you shut and up. And Kyle down Pitts there. and Kyle Pitts is going to block. Frank, grab the broom. <laughs> grab the broom, bro. Frank. <laughs> grab the broom. Um. Yo. The Falcons are here to run the ball, bro. Yo, dude, get that spray bottle that you use for your dog. <laughs> it's spray for you to face That's what he should have been done, dude. He should have got his food. Oh, got yeah. some shakes, some, some Grimachis, oh, dude. Oh, man. <laughs> the, the, but back to our boy. So the Falcons are handing this guy the keys to the offense. He's going to be the focal point. He's going to be on the field frequently and often and they're gonna feed him often there so they you should, draft they this guy should, they better <laughs> i mean there's nothing else there like desmond ritter come on dude you know he ain't throwing the ball i apparently i was apparently i was already reading that he was just like missing wide open uh receivers in practice already like i was just like damn this guy's anyways i'm expecting to see a lot of screen actions for Bijan robinson to get him out in space to use that athleticism he's gonna he's gonna He's going to get a lot of touches. It's just going to be volume for this guy. So you take this guy third, the third best running back, probably in the three spot, and you go to absolute war with him. So we have this guy as the number three running back, not number three overall player in fantasy football. Yeah. The number three running back. That said, if you took him first overall in your redraft leagues, I'm not going to argue with you. Dude, right? Because this kid is one of the most talented running backs I've ever seen in my lifetime, and he hasn't even had one snap in the NFL yet. And I look at this, I look at where he landed, and all the stars are kind of lined up. So the Falcons head coach, Arthur Smith, right, came from the Titans, right? He's he's a descendant of that run, 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 run tree. And that's what the Falcons did last year with Tyler Algier. (laughs) And they were really damn good at it too. Yeah. So he already has a good O-line. A good rushing game, a good rushing plan, and a head coach that loves to run the ball down teams' throats. And on top of that, they have a quarterback that can't throw, which means they're going to have to run on third down and third and long anyways. <laughs> so then, so then you take, so then you take one of the most talented running backs, you know, that have come out, and you put him on this team. To me, all the stars are aligning for this kid to just absolutely pop off. So I don't think you're crazy if you take him number one overall. Damn, that would be and fucking I don't ballsy. think you're crazy if he goes in the top five. Like, I'll probably take him at the top five. I'm taking him third. You're just taking him straight third? Like, if, honestly, like if I'm third. I probably like if, will, too, If dude. I'm three, and, like, obviously, those first two, the first two running backs we're going to get into are, are, the camp, are the camp miss, right? Right. But if you're right outside that and you're the third pick, fuck yeah, you're taking B. John Robinson. And if, and if you've been following this show, you know, we started this, this show with our rookie breakdowns yep. and stuff. So we broke it down for him. And if you've missed that episode... To put it to you plainly, he could run, he can catch, he can block. He's fast enough, he's strong enough. He's gonna run through you, run around you, run through, run over, run over you. He's gonna jump over, jump you. over you too. <laughs> you know, and he's like, gonna look damn good doing it. Like yeah. this kid can do it all. He's a Swiss Army knife of a running back, the best running back prospect I think we've seen in a decade. Like he could easily be that guy that could put up LT numbers in fantasy football. Oh man! And if you played fantasy football long enough, you know, for you boomers out there, oh yeah, like you know what that guy did. Yeah, like this guy can do it too. He is that good. 
can he throw like LT did? Remember how we're going to find out. LT would throw. We know I Des- mean, Des- Desmond Ritter. Des- <laughs> Desmond Ritter is going to get benched, dude. So don't be surprised what they put him in. So, man, it, the thing about like we don't have much to talk about is other with Bijan Robinson. Like he's he's a rookie. All we can talk about are like the things that we saw when we broke him down, his intangibles, like what we see in his college film. Right. What about the schedule coming up? How does the schedule look for the it's, Falcons? It's honestly, it's. I looked at it and it doesn't move the needle for me. Okay. It's just very middle of the road. Okay, so like it's not he's not looking at like tough defensive matchups then. He's, it's just, he's gonna, this he's, kid's gonna feast, he, bro. Yes, it's gonna he's gonna feast, but like he's gonna have good days and bad days. Sure, you know, right. and I mean it's not necessarily good and bad like weeks, but like like I said, his schedule is just very middle of the road. You know, yeah. he's got tough he's got tough matchups, he's got soft matchups. You know, he doesn't have an overly soft schedule. Um, but I mean, we're all just praying that Arthur Smith just makes this guy the three down back. He's he's trying to play nice. Like, oh, don't forget, we got Tyler Algier. Like, yeah, no, that guy's dead to us. Like, and that sucks too. And I know we're talking about B. John Robinson, but Tyler Algier is a good running back, like a good mm-hmm. NFL running back. I feel like he was a, an average NFL running back behind a really good O-line. Right. So imagine what B. John Robinson, whom is excellent, is going to do behind that. That's what I'm line. saying, dude. That's I know, like. And that's why we Shit, have him man. here at number three. I think I'm going to take him first overall if I get the first overall pick. Or I mean, shots. I'm just getting fired up. I don't think you're crazy. Him. I don't think you're crazy. What do you think, Brady? That's right. Shut the fuck up. But as much as we love this guy, we still got two guys ahead of him. There is still two guys ahead of him. So here comes the great debate. Who's number one and who's number two? Well... If you've been listening, you already know who our number one is, which mm-hmm. means number two is going to be Christian McCaffrey, running back for the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> so he's also known around here as the Great White Rhino. Yes. Shout out to Miami Dave. Baby. And honestly, it felt good to see CMC be CMC again. Because, I Because, like, you were mine three, four years. Like, that guy was just out of this world like he i mean he he wins differently but that's i i the numbers he were putting up like who as much as we love Bijan, i don't even know if he can scratch those numbers because cmc caught so many damn balls like he i did, don't accept he's got great hands i think so rewind to Bijan. i think he's gonna have over 2,000 all-purpose yards but i don't think he's catching over 100 balls like christian mccaffrey hell has. no so At least even, not maybe not this season. So he may be so Bijan may be their better NFL running back, but it's tough to say the, if he's going to be a better fantasy football running back. And which is why we have CMC here at number two. Exactly. All right. And if you know, and the big thing too, like he he was just back. You know what I mean? But if you're a CMC owner like myself, like you prayed every single day for his health, dude. Dude, every every week he was watching him play was some of the most stressful stressed i've ever been watching football because like after every big hit dude like i lost my fucking hair because of this guy dude, <laughs> <laughs> dude like, and, I'm talking, for our listeners d is bald <laughs> I, I, took, I wasn't at the start of the season <laughs> bro that's right dude that just happened within the last few years it's, and, it's and cmc's Chris, fault bro oh like, my god, god that makes so much sense you bastard christian <laughs> God, that. Christian took my life. He took my everything from oh me. Oh my God, that was hilarious. Oh dude. man, but I, I agree with you, man. He's an absolute. He ca- he'll catch anything. He could catch anything, dude. And like he's good. He's good in he's between fast. the tackles. He's just been injury prone, dude. Like so, like every time he took a series off to get looked at or just oh, needed a breather, dude. I'm like, God damn it! It finally like, happened. This is dude. it. 
Like here, because here's my fantasy team, and he's just like the the card at the bottom, bro. You take that card out, the whole house comes down. hundred percent. And so every dude, and he surprisingly stayed healthy the whole year. He did. And he he started. And he played get, through injuries. This he played year. through. He got nicked up, you know. So every week, you're like, I think around fantasy playoffs, every week was like, oh, you know, he's a game time decision. You know, he's got cramps, but like, dude. But he so to get on track here, he finished as RB two overall. He actually got traded. He started the season with the Panthers, mm-hmm. you know, and even with the trade, he still finished with over 1,100 yards on the ground. He caught 85 balls, 740 yards, 13 total touchdowns. End of the season with San Francisco, quickly became the leader of that team, a focal point of that offense. And I like how Shanahan just continued to play to his strengths. He was throwing him in the ball. Uh-huh. He was getting him in space. And honestly, the Niners have a really good O-line, and he was running well behind that O-line as well. Right. So if you're taking him at number two, which I think most of us would because we have him ranked so high here, we're just hopeful that the injury woes are behind him. Like, he showed me that he could play healthy. Like, I'm not going to worry about what he what happened in the past. Right. Right? So that's why I'm going to – if I am have the number two pick, I'm comfortable taking him here. And I'm taking him thinking like he could easily end up being the RB1 overall again because that's how good he was. Right. And even though that was a handful of years ago, he's not that old. He's not. He just has a, he just has a lot of and he's, tread on those guys. And he's on, you know, and he's got the right system around him. Oh, yeah. My only concern and why I don't think he's ever going to get back to being that super crazy, like, 116 catches like 400 300 300, yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know if he got to 400 but like one of those crazy yeah yeah is because there's just more weapons on this team more mouths to feed more mouths to feed you know and then we kind of touched on this a little bit like he they didn't want to give him the ball as much as they did like they wanted elijah mitchell to kind of come in and spell him but that guy couldn't stay healthy either right so a lot of his monster games kind of came by necessity because they had no other running backs. Dude, what is up with that fucking r- running back room? They like, run through yeah. running. They kill everything. His in that best games back room. were when everyone else was hurt. Dude, right? Yeah. You, you said what? We didn't hear shit. Yeah. You said. Sorry, can't hear you. Yeah. Oh, look at me! I'm so cool. Yeah, we've been going. <laughs> we've been going for about an, an hour now, bro. And you could have driven and got your bike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I agree with you, man. I don't, I don't think those crazy seasons are, are to be had anymore. I think just based on the situation he's, but what's, what the good thing is about a situation is though, is that they scheme really well there and the situ the times that he is going to get the ball, he's going to make the most of it. Holy shit, dude. Okay. So I'm looking it up now. In 2019, he had 471 fantasy points. See, I told you. I thought he had one Holy of those seasons. dude. So, and then the year before that was 385. He had, yeah, he's had those seasons. So, to put it in perspective, last year he finished with 356. <sighs> and he was the RB2 overall. But, God, dude, 471. So, that's 1,387 yards on the ground, 15 rushing touchdowns. He caught 116 balls that year. 1,005 receiving yards and four touchdowns. Wow. Holy hell. Those are monsters. I don't know if you're ever going to see that again. For real. Not like, from him. Yeah. Oh, hell no. Fuck. Those are monster numbers. That's, that's crazy. insane, dude. That's why he's two here. See, it's a season like that that's going to carry somebody a lot for, farther than what they should be carried. 
And the other guy that did that is called Lamar Jackson. Because that guy put up a, that guy put up the quarterback equivalent of that, and he hasn't done and shit since. Yeah, we yeah. we talked about. Yeah, we said it. <laughs> so Christian Damn. McCaffrey's our number two. Christian McCaffrey, CMC, the great so white rhino. For for those of you following at home, there's one running back we have not mentioned, and that's because he's a number one, and we saved the best for last. That's right. And there is no Charger homerism here. We're just being honest, dude. But Austin Eckler is our number one overall. Yep. And. Just everyone keep in mind, dude, it's late June when we're doing these rankings, so it's early, but as of today, this dude's our number one, dude. He's my he's our 101, baby, and we've mentioned it here before. Eckler is one of the most disrespected players in fantasy football. I can't hammer this enough, dude. He has 38 touchdowns in the last two seasons. That's in fucking insane. Isn't, that's insane, dude, and just think about it, dude. PPR formats which is what we do here at Around the Cooler. You know, he was the number one running back last year. He was the RB1 overall. So what did he do the year before? He was the RB2 overall. Very similar to the running back that we just talked about. The only difference is that guy did it four years ago, and this guy's doing it right freaking now, right? In total, he's actually had three top five finishes in the last four years. Let's not overthink it, people. Like, He's the best fantasy football running back today, right? He's do, He's doing it right now. Agreed. CMC did it years ago, okay? We all know how good CMC is. Yes, he finally showed us he's he's back. But let's not forget like the guy just came off of two injury-riddled seasons, right? Meanwhile, Austin Eckler getting better and better. And pound for pound, the strongest running and back And what makes football. Christian McCaffrey so dangerous, dude? He catches balls. What does Austin Eckler do? Catches everything. He catches the ball, just like CMC. He actually had over 100 catches last season, right? That's peak CMC numbers right there. Now, he may not run for a ton of volume. In between the tackles, he doesn't put up the numbers that CMC puts up. But Austin Eckler gets all the goal line work. All of it. He had 25 rushing touchdowns over the last two seasons. So let's let's put it together here, people. You have a pass-catching. Three down back, who's also the goal line back, and the top weapon top weapon on an offense that's high powered that has a young stud quarterback, with a really smart incoming offensive with a really good offensive coordinator now. I mean, I don't think anything changes with Kellen Moore either, but they're going to keep feeding this guy. They're going to keep throwing it to him. To me, like, dude, yeah, like, why is he not the number one overall running back? I would like to hear other arguments out there. Like, if there's people listening that have arguments for why he shouldn't be, I would love to hear it. And we're not trying to be different here. Like, no. th- that's this is just our honest opinion, but I'm not seeing a lot of Austin Eckler as number one overall. Really? No. I'm not seeing that's it, dude. So, that, that's and insane. I'm the guy operating our socials. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not seeing it. Dude, that's, that's, that's baffling to me, man. The numbers are there. 38 touchdowns. They love Christian McCaffrey. 38 dude. touchdowns. They love Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's just because it's it's a, it's the name. And I get it. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like, get past the name and look at the numbers. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, dude. Um, 25 rushing touchdowns the last two seasons. Some running backs, it takes three years to get that. Some running backs will never get that. Some dude. running backs never Most get that. Most won't. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get why the man wants to get paid. But I'm sorry. We have to pay Justin. Yeah, and he plays... He plays a position that doesn't get paid, which sucks because he deserves it. Yeah, I mean, I hope he does get paid, man, and I hope we st- we we 
we keep him on the Chargers, and I hope they figure that out because he's a piece of that. He's like a, one of those cogs that if you take away from our offense, things are going to have to change dramatically. Offense, yes. Or it can collapse. So. They're going to draft a running back next year because I think this is the last year he's going to be on the Chargers. <sighs> so know, remember, there were you. talks. There were talks that he wanted to get traded. He wanted right. to get paid. Right. He's coming back. This is his last. This is his last ride. Damn. With the team, and you know I love. I think Austin is not only a great player. He seems like a really good person. I've yep. never met him personally, but just from like, you know, following football, it's like I. You kind of always root for the underdog. At least that's how I feel. Right. So to know that this guy came undrafted out of. Don't Action. say anything, Brady, because you're not in the air. But <laughs> out of you know out of Colorado, you know to make the team, and then even when Melvin Gordon was on the team. Ever, we were still like, who's, who's that, that guy? guy? Yeah. Right? And then finally he got his chance, you know, and they did pay him, but now he just wants more money. I mean, so he's probably he's probably telling him exactly what we're saying right now. 38 touchdowns the last two seasons, 25 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, pay me my money, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people want to list CMC that high and have them be number one overall. Like, that's fine. You know, I get it. But this guy did it last year. Yeah. And he was number two the year before that. And he scored way more touchdowns than CMC, and he catches just as many balls. So, why are, why not Austin? Why not, dude? All right, that's what we got. That's what we got. How long? How long was this one? Uh or about the same time as last last nice, week. Nice, nice, dude. Nice. All right, well, uh, damn. Brady, Hopefully, you, Brady, you want to say anything to the listeners before we jump off the you air? You want to play us out? Nope, nothing. Yeah, nothing. Cares, we got dude. nothing for you. <laughs> Shh, shut the hell up. Let's be yeah. a responsible adult and bring our shit next time, yeah. dude. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. All right, man. This All was right. super fun. So we got so next week we're gonna start diving into the next wide week outs. is wide receivers, baby. That's All gonna right. that's gonna be sick. Yep. Late. Late.